Hello friends, it is Wednesday morning. I got up early today, I'm feeling really good, which we'll get on to in a second. Um, but I have made my coffee, I've been up since 6. 5am wasn't really working for me, I stopped doing that because I was calorie counting and it felt kind of counterintuitive. But I've been sleeping horribly recently, I go to bed, um, doesn't even matter what time I go to bed, it takes me ages to go to sleep. Uh, so last night I made a real concerted effort to go to sleep earlier because I knew I wanted to get up early today. Um, and I felt so much better just getting out of bed in the morning on purpose, like I said to you the other day. So I kind of feel like I'm taking a little bit of control back and I've decided to do this throughout the summer holidays, uh, partly because I wanted to get back into the habit. Um, also, while we're on that, would you guys be interested in a book club style review of Atomic Habits? because I did listen to that book. I want to listen to it all the way through again um, before I do a review because I want to make some notes. But that was one of the things that kind of um, kick-started me into considering doing some of the stuff that I'd done before, one of which was the 5am mornings. Um, so the 6am mornings, the idea now is that because the kids are off school, I don't have the school run to do, but the kids are off school, so I'm more easily distracted during the day. So I thought if I get up early... I have a couple of hours to work on my own stuff or do whatever it is that I want to do. And then I can start my day job earlier than I usually would because it's all flex where I work. Um, meaning that, uh, you know, my whole day has kind of slid backwards a little bit, uh, at least for this period of time where I don't have the, the school stuff to do. And I can log off earlier. It means that my evening starts earlier. I can go to bed earlier. It's a good time to kind of give this a go. Um, but yeah, let me know if you would be interested in that. Uh, anyway, this past week has been restorative for me. I was going to say transformative, but it really feels more like uh, a return to a previous form than something new altogether. I feel like I've been here before. Um, I obviously know how lucky I am to have the life that I do. I'm so grateful for my family, my home, um, the work that I do both on and offline. Uh, I'm, I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, you can always be reminded to be more grateful. But I, I feel truly, you know, on my absolute worst days, I absolutely couldn't be more grateful. And I feel, um, I know that is the thing, that's my like support. That's my, it's what I hang my hat on at the end of the day. If something's been really difficult, especially with the online stuff, um, I always come back to like, oh my God, but my actual regular, you know, basic life is great. Um, so I am grateful for that. But one of my jobs is sharing my life um, on the internet. It's very hard not to let those two things kind of bleed into each other. And when I'm not feeling great in one area, the other area can show cracks. And I think I've just kind of been pasting over them for too long and hoping that they'll go away. Uh, one One side is like, well, you know, this is okay. And so it, this part of it will get better and just ignore it and it's just been too long. And when I reached my breaking point last week and shared how I was feeling in that video, the response, I can't tell you how much it lifted me up. I actually didn't know how sad I was until I watched that video back in editing. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm talking, I'm in the video, I'm making the video. I'd made notes for the video. I obviously knew how I was feeling to a degree because I'm living it. But my eyes, it's like I was hiding it even from myself. A couple of you mentioned in the comments, like the sadness in my eyes. And I was like, yeah, honestly, I didn't even see it until, I mean, sometimes you have to kind of see yourself talking 
Um, because you can kind of hide emotions from yourself, can't you? I don't know. It's weird. But I, I didn't even see it to, to the degree that it had got to. Um, so the support from you guys is, was truly, truly amazing. I actually received a few emails over the weekend and some people suggested that their words wouldn't mean anything to me, you know, like strangers contacting me. But I think I've made it pretty clear at this point. We're in an unhealthy codependent dynamic right now. Your words actually mean probably too much. Um, but, you know, that's the swings and roundabouts with that, because because of that, they really kind of, I want to say buoyed, buoyed. I never know how to say that word. It comes to me all the time when I'm searching for the right one. One of the comments was so lovely. Someone said that I was really eloquent. Um, I get a lot of, you know, uh, old head on young shoulders, that kind of thing. I, I really, really appreciate those comments. I have said this before, but um, one of my major insecurities in life is people thinking that I'm stupid because I think it probably does stem from the teen mom thing. But uh, also, you know, I didn't do any further education. It was GCSEs and then I tried twice to do A-levels. I'm just not an academic person. I just wanted to be out in the world and I didn't have any amount of focus for any education that was voluntary. Um, I honestly don't even think I could do it now. Uh, so it's not even like the age that I was at. I just couldn't couldn't keep the focus on that. But that is like a, an insecurity of mine. It is something I struggle with. So when people say things like that, that I'm, I come across as very intelligent or I come across as uh, really eloquent, it really does strike a chord that it shouldn't. Uh, it plays into, <laughs> it's a lovely, lovely thing to say to me, but it also kind of, the reason that it's so lovely is because I'm like kind of a little bit broken inside. Um, but I'm always reaching for words and I don't feel eloquent at all. I'm always like, oh, I want to say something, but what is the word I'm trying to use? And buoyed or buoyed, however it is that you say it, often comes to me when I'm searching for the right word, but I can't use it because I'm too in my head about the pronunciation. So if someone wants to kind of send me a voice note on Instagram, tell me or just send me a link to a, how this is how you, I, before I use it, I often will Google but I think it says like buoyed on the internet. And I just feel like it's buoyed. I don't know. I know I know a boy out in the ocean is a boy. But I still feel like buoyed sounds weird. Anyway, um, either way, you know, it meant a lot. <laughs> the lovely emails and comments. Um, it meant a lot. And I'm feeling so hopeful right now about the future. On top of that, if you're into the law of attraction and stuff, my positive attracting positive is absolutely already working because I've had a few, and I realise how bloggery this sounds, exciting emails in the past 24 hours that feel like signs that I've chosen the right path out of this lost feeling I've been in. Um, they just feel like, yes, this is, you're doing the right thing. Um, whether it's science or not, you know, but I, I don't know. I believe in those things. Um, but that's not what this episode's supposed to be about obviously. That's just, you know, I just wanted to touch on that because it's been a big thing in the past few days for me. Um, and also for those of you who've left comments, I tried to respond to everything. Um, I'm still w making my way through the, the YouTube video comments. Um, but for those of you who have left them, I just want you to know that they weren't, I mean, obviously not ignored because I'm actually trying to respond, but they, they didn't mean nothing. They meant more than you would think and probably more than they should <laughs> but that's part of the problem uh so as you know I've been listening to JC Dupree's book Liking Myself Back and again something placed this in my orbit at exactly the right time if you believe in that kind of thing 
this book came to me exactly when I needed it. Like a blogger book. I don't like, I'm not in, on Instagram all that much. I don't see everyone's Instagram constantly. I don't necessarily see Damselin Dior, JC Dupree. I don't necessarily see her stuff all the time. I don't go and check her blog. There's no reason that this would have kind of come to me as often as it had. Um, and for me to be suddenly like, do you know what? I'm going to download that book. But I did. Um, and it just, it couldn't have been better timing. Uh, and after talking about struggling with her own experience of sharing her life online, uh, towards the end of the book, she said something that struck me as so relevant to my current situation, I had to write it down. She said, and I've got this written down, life is better presented with the benefit of hindsight. I forget if it was a realisation that she'd made or something someone had said to her, but either way, it was like a lightning bolt for me. This is what I've always done. I think I've touched on this in previous episodes, but this is what I've always done with friends and family when I'm going through something, whether it be something that like in, in, I was gonna say, interior, something internally that I'm struggling with, or if it's something that, you know, has happened and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I wish this thing hadn't happened. I'm waiting to see what happens next or, you know, I'm waiting to kind of work through it. I've always, always done this with friends and family. When I'm going through it, I don't want to talk about it when I'm in it. While it's happening, while it's kind of still fresh and I don't know the outcome or I don't know how I'm feeling. But I'll share after the fact, when the dust has settled and then I know how I feel about it all, then I want to talk about it. I, I can be as vulnerable as you like. I've always thought that is because I don't want kind of the response because I would talk about it. It's not that I don't want people to know. If my breast, best friend, breast, if, <laughs> if my best friend was like, you know, what's going on in your life right now? If I could just be like, okay, here's what it is. In fact, probably if I could just do one recording and send it to everyone and be like, look guys, here's what's going on. We don't need to talk about it right now. I'm just kind of keeping you in the loop so that as and when I come back and I'm like, I want to talk about it now. I don't have to go through the whole thing from the very beginning, the whole story. If I could just kind of send everyone a little brief of this is what's going on, just know about this so that in a couple of weeks when we talk about it, I don't have to relive the entire thing. That would be completely fine. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's just that I don't, it's not the thing of not wanting to share, it's that I don't need a response. That's what it is. And I've mentioned before that I have started journaling. I mentioned I was going to, I have actually started journaling now, which by the way, I have to do this on the computer in a Word document because my hand aches if it's like more than a paragraph. What's that all about? I actually can't, like it hurts and my writing just becomes worse and worse and worse. Is this something, what is it? is this just because we use phones and computers all the time? Is this like degenerative? Is this the beginning of arthritis? I do worry about that constantly. In the same way that Shonda Rhimes seems to be completely obsessed with um, Alzheimer's and her concern that she's going to get Alzheimer's. That is me with arthritis. I just know. And again, if you believe in the law of attraction, I feel like I'm going to just will it into existence. I've also made way too many jokes about um, getting a terminal illness uh like I used to well just it kind of is a joke but I feel like part of it was I was trying to manage my <laughs> this sounds so stupid but I think part of it was like I was preparing myself for in case that thing happened so that I could just be like well I always knew this was going to happen and I'm fine with it because I've been preparing my whole life to the point where my friend my best friend um actually genuinely started to think 
because she made a joke about it and I, I kind of said went back to her and went you know this is not something I actually want don't you because it seemed like she thought that's actually my plan that's like how I actually wanted to die when she a few years ago um had something that was like oh we don't know what this is this could be a concern and I was really worried about it um and I made the joke you know this is not how you're going to go because you'll be stealing my thunder you know that's how I'm going to go um that's always the stuff I've said that's always the jokes that I've made to the point where I genuinely feel like she actually thought that's what I wanted even my best friend so I'd just like to put this into the universe right now that's not what I would like it's jokes I've made it's obviously the way I deal with um maybe something I'm worried about in the back of my mind it's just a humor response I do not want that to happen please universe do not send me something terrible Anyway, arthritis. Arthritis is really the thing that I'm concerned about. Everything else is just jokes, universe. It's just jokes. Um, But basically, that journaling is kind of the distance that I need between living in something, like living through whatever it is that I'm living through, um, and processing my thoughts to come up with my actual response. Like the journaling is the processing. So when usually I'll talk, I'm journaling instead. And that is how I'm coming to, oh, this is how I feel. And I was using my vlogs as kind of like a live journal, but a journal, unfortunately, that could offer advice. So, you know, when you journal, you just, it's kind of like a brain dump. You're just getting everything out. This is how I'm feeling. I've started before I um, record these podcasts to kind of write myself an outline. This is how I want to, this is the kind of vague thing of this is what I want to say. And I kind of almost feel like this is, is, filling that void as well of you just kind of throw it all out on a page it's not a blog post so I don't have to worry about punctuation I don't even have to worry about you know full sentences or paragraphs it's just an outline it's just like this and then this and then this and then this and that is kind of how I'm journaling I'm just kind of throwing it on a page this is how I'm feeling right now with absolutely no um real specific format rhyme or reason Um, But when I was doing it in vlogs as a kind of live journal, um, you could obviously advise me back. So the journal, you, could offer advice sometimes weeks after the entry video. Once I've moved past it and I no longer want it top of mind, it was still coming back to me. So it's kind of refreshing whatever it was that I wanted to get out. It's coming back to me and it's coming back to me weeks later. So I'm constantly kind of living in this odd mirror cycle. Um, a journal in this instance that will also remember all previous entries and use that to influence all future advice and reactions to further entries. So again, if you have a friend that you talk to and you just tell them, these are my problems, these are my problems, these are my problems, before you've ever actually decided for yourself how you're feeling about it then they have formed their own opinion their own response their own kind of thoughts about it without your own your own feelings so like how to describe how to explain what I'm trying to say if you tell someone you've got a problem with something then for the most part they are predisposed to just want to be able to fix that problem for you or at least that's how I feel when people give me problems I'm like okay I want to be able to solve this for you And if you haven't told me what you want to do yet, if you're kind of still in it, then I have formed an opinion of what I think you should do. 
And in the future, no matter what it is that you did, no matter how you dealt with it, no matter how you feel, my first response was my own response because you brought me an unsolved problem. If you come to someone and say, oh my God, I was really struggling with this thing, but now this is how I feel and now this is how I'm moving forward. Before they can even generate their own feelings, they have your way of dealing with it, your feelings, your processed stuff on the table. So that is already influencing. That's like put in the pot of them and their own response. Do you know what I mean? I don't think, again, I see I'm not eloquent. I can't pluck the words from my mind in the way that I want to. Um, But you are offering something to someone to say, this is something and I just want your raw feedback. And so no matter what happens in the future, they've just, that's kind of like, that is just a memory that they're going to have. This was something, this is how I felt about this thing. And then the next time something happens, they will draw on their particular opinion of that thing, not how you dealt with the thing. Plus, you might not update them on how you dealt with that thing. And so they're just kind of living in their own version of events as well. And, you know, no one's at fault here. I'm just saying. Um, this is this is definitely what I was doing. And this is something that you could be doing. And I probably have done in the past as well with people, not just, you know, internet stuff, but this is... Um, this could be used as like a, an example for actual relationships in real life with people that you know as well. So obviously now I know why that wasn't working. Like I, I can see, but wow, like looking at this with some hindsight, I was really creating a problem for myself for a really, really long time. This like weird mirrored cycle. Um, but I think it's a good lesson generally for those of us who tend to overshare. It's much easier to present your life to a third party once you have a handle on your own thoughts and feelings about the situation. It's the same premise, kind of, as behind not sharing a baby's name until they're born. You are solid in your decision and you do not need any input. And everybody is on the same page. That baby's been born. That baby has been presented. This is a Milo. If I'm six months pregnant and I said we've chosen a name and the name is Milo, people see that as an opportunity to change their minds. Like, ooh, well, maybe I don't like that name. She's got time to change her mind. Well, what have you thought about this? What about this? It's much the same as the wedding dress situation I have right now. So I have still not chosen a Vegas dress. Yes, I still have a rack of dresses, although I am now selling them on Vinted. I am being the responsible responsible adult and actually selling some of these dresses. Some of them that I really didn't want to let go of, but hey, it's happening. If you search Mikhaila, M-I-K-H-I-L-A, you will find um, my vintage if you're interested. Um, and I'm steadily going to sell some other stuff. I've just got to pull down. I've got masses of clothes on top of my wardrobe. I need to pull them down and actually go through everything. That's by the by. Um, I'm going through like this whole thing of like trying to find this wedding dress and everyone has an opinion. Everyone thinks something different. Um, and everyone currently, because I am undecided, wants to share their opinion. Well, I think you should do this. I think you should do that yada yada. We're in it. We're all in it together. Now this is, you know, frivolous and nonsense, but we're all in this like wondering and decision-making process together. If I had gone out and bought a dress or just tried on a million dresses and um, at the end of the video been like, this is the dress. I've tried on 20 dresses in this video, but at the end I've told you this is the dress I have chosen. This is 100% the dress. I've taken all the rest of the dresses back this is the dress that I am 100% going to wear, I would get a completely different response. I mean, you know, there's always going to be the odd person, but 
for the most part, I would get a response from people saying, yes, I absolutely love it. That's fantastic. And most of the people who didn't like it would just shut up and not say anything. They would sit on it and not mention a thing. If you seem undecided, if you seem like you haven't formed an opinion and you haven't processed your own feelings about whatever it is, they will see that as a, you know, just room for discussion. And that is what I was doing with um, my own mental health, truly, because it's not even like I had actual problems. For the most part, I was always complaining, God, you know, I'm so tired. I just feel down. I don't know why I feel the way that I do. And so there's no wonder people were diagnosing me with different disorders and have you had this checked and you need to have your bloods run. And I was constantly offering up an undiagnosed mental health problem, um, saying I needed help, saying I hadn't decided what I wanted to do yet or how I wanted to deal with it. And there is, of course, no wonder that people wanted to actually offer what I appeared to be asking for. I can't tell you that I'm going to stop oversharing. It is just part of who I am. And for sure, I'm going to continue to do podcasts like this because this is really cathartic for me. And there's no response. I've said this before. (laughs) There's no response. This is not the same as YouTube. It's not the same as blogs, not the same as Instagram. This is a completely... What's the word I'm looking for? Ah you see, so eloquent. This is a completely unique platform in that it is just out. I receive response in small doses here and there when people have something very specific to say, but it's not en masse. You do not feel that you need to comment in the same way that people feel they need to comment on Instagram or YouTube. It is something that you are taking in. And if you feel that you have something particularly profound to share, then you will reach out to me, which has happened and that's completely fine. And then that's more of a a private discussion usually in my Instagram DMs. Completely welcome to do that. Encouraged. Um, But it is completely, completely different. And I feel very safe being vulnerable here compared to other places because it isn't that kind of mirror situation. Um, I do still feel like I've processed things really well, talking them out loud. So although I'm doing my journaling, I think by the time I've come to you on the podcast, I have kind of processed something and I'm trying to use this to share my um, kind of inner working discoveries. So as I'm finding these things out, as I'm kind of learning about myself, as you know, I'm obsessed with like what makes us tick, what makes us the way that we are. As I'm learning those things, I want to share those things with you because it feels very, um, it's like a more accessible self-help. You know, you might not want to be reading hours and hours and hours, or sorry, listening to hours and hours and hours of self-help audiobooks. I can't get enough. Podcasts, the whole thing. As I find a way of like putting that together with real world experiences that I've had, really kind of recognising that in my day-to-day life and saying, oh, well, this is an example of this. Oh my God, I've always done this. Someone messaged me the other day and said, They'd never tied together their hyper-independence and then being a teen mom. And honestly, it took me a long time as well. There's so many things like that that I didn't recognise in myself. Um, And then what I do, I'm like, oh, I want to share this because someone else is going to feel the same way. So that's kind of how I want to use this podcast moving forward. Um, So I'm never going to stop oversharing here. But it does feel slightly more thought out for the most part. Or at very least, if I'm kind of in the middle of something, like the other day when I was having my crazy meltdown about sports day, then I can kind of cue you up with, 
oh, I'm feeling this way. This is what I'm going to try and do. I'll do the thing and then we can come back after I've processed it and we can have kind of a, a conversation of two halves. I love it. And those of you who are enjoying the episodes seem to love it too, because um, that is the response that I'm getting through my DMs. But yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to share that mostly because it really resonated me with when JC said that in her book. Um, but it really did also feel like it was so, so relevant to what is going on in my life right now. And I wanted to thank those of you who've reached out um, with such kind and supportive words. I mean, I someone said not so long ago, probably, well, not so long ago in the grand scheme of me on YouTube, but maybe a year or so ago, that you should keep a folder of nice comments, um, like really nice comments, people who've gone out of their way to say something really, really lovely or something that um, really speaks to you particularly. And I hadn't done it for ages. And then this year I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to do that. And when someone leaves me a really, really nice comment, I screenshot it and I put it in a folder on my phone. And whenever I feel like, what is the point of this? Um, I, I go to that. It's been, it's very, very rare that I have actually looked at that folder, but I like knowing that it's there. And if ever I, w- I just was feeling particularly low about the whole internet thing, or if I received a really vicious comment, which again, is so few and far between, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the lovely people that follow me here um, and everywhere because the community is, someone did say actually one of the comments that I got on uh, Saturday's video was how lovely the people are and that it's really difficult to find that and that is one of the things that I really need to add to my gratitude list uh, because it's totally true. The people that follow me are just the, the loveliest people and even the people, even when I get like kind of mean comments for the most part it's people who just haven't considered how it came across or just didn't choose the words very well. It's not really mean comments. It's very, very rare. And I so appreciate that. But I have this folder on my phone now. Um, and I started screenshotting some of the comments from Saturday's video. And I just stopped because I thought this is pointless. Every single one of these comments, this is basically the folder. If ever I need that buoyed, buoyed feeling, this is the video to come back to and read these comments because honestly, oh, I can't, I cannot tell you. In fact, if you haven't read them, like it just makes me seem like a really nice person. (laughs) But in actual fact, the really nice people are the people that took the time to leave those comments. Because in, in this day and age, you know, not everyone is kind. And those people really, like, you know, I don't care how long it took. They took time out of their day because they wanted somebody else who they don't know in real life to feel better. And it really does restore your faith in in just people. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go because I have to log on for work now. Um, But thank you for following along on this very long journey of uh, self-discovery that we've been on so far. Um, I'm definitely going to continue with the podcast because I got a few questions about that after Saturday. Loving it. Um, I've got some big plans for this as well. Uh, So many of you have actually listened to this. So many more people have listened to this than I... I anticipated would in such a short period of time, especially because I've not talked about it all that much. Um, didn't do kind of a big thing like I have in the past, but yeah, it's really, it's a really fun thing uh, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm glad that you seem to be as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and I will speak to you again soon.